This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. What a fantastic interview with Sylvia Durham about that book, uh, about Our Lady Undoer of Knots. Again, you can find that uh, at your local Catholic bookstore or at Tan Books or, if you must, at Amazon.com. There's nothing wrong with getting things at Amazon. I mean, it's still, still the money still gets back to where it's supposed to go. Yeah, eventually. and you know, if they want to promote evangelization by carrying Catholic books, you know. Exactly, you right? Know, you know, we'll, we'll let them do it. Yeah, we'll they're certainly doing, doing it, yeah. it right? <laughs> So, uh, as I mentioned before the break, our last guest uh, this morning is Kristen Bird, who will be one of two of the keynote speakers. We were trying to uh, figure out the last name of the other uh, keynote speaker, Father Tom, from the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. I'll have to ask Father Kazel how you say the last name. How you name say there. it, yeah. Um, starts with an M. Uh, I'm it's not gonna, a long word. not going to attempt it. It looks uh, possibly Czech. Uh, and I'm not up on my check. But uh, anyway, uh, the uh, Diocese of Winona Rochester Ministry Days are coming up uh, June 14th through the 15th. They'll be at St. Mary's University in Winona. Of course, you can find information on the diocese website at dowr.org. Um, and the theme this time around is My Flesh for the Life of the World, Encountering Jesus Anew. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Kristen Bird. So good morning, Kristen. Good morning. So uh, tell us about yourself. Sure. So I am a wife and a mother of three teenagers. So pray for me. Um, and <laughs> we will, yes. I, thank you. I live in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, um, in the oh. Diocese of Green Bay. Okay, so not too far away, then. No, no, not too far away. Yeah, and so I work as um, the, uh, aside from all my wife and mother duties, I work as the director of a, executive director of a nonprofit apostle in our diocese called Burning Heart Disciples. Well, fantastic. Could you tell us a little bit about that, then, uh, about that apostolate, Burning Hearts? Yeah, sure. So uh, we formed about seven years ago, and it was right around the time when Pope Francis had, Pope Francis's Joy of the Gospel had just started kind of getting out, and people were talking about it and trying right. to figure out what to do with this kind of renewed call to evangelization that really he and the last three folks before him were, were calling us to. And we were kind of recognizing the need to reach out to just the, the average Catholic in the pew who's sitting there and is, is on fire for their faith, really loves the Lord, and has people in their lives that they want to help uh, bring into relationship with Him, but they're not maybe quite sure how to do that most truthfully and most effectively. And so that's kind of where we, we started and formed to say, how can we equip and form and lift up and empower Catholics to live out this call to evangelization in, in their daily lives, not just in the context of our parishes or our schools or our other organizations but in their in their daily lives and so that's the work that we've been doing uh for the past seven years well that's amazing and that is so needed um that's one of the biggest questions is how do you evangelize like how do you share your faith a couple years ago i would have told you never in a million years would i be on the radio talking about it or (laughs) or running a catholic coffee shop and also talking to people about it um it's kind of weird when when god puts you in places where you are absolutely not ready nor equipped to do the job and then he just helps you and then to give people tools like that is that's that's an amazing ministry to uh, to have started. So um, how how did you actually start it? 
So um, I had been working for, I, I did about 15 years of middle school and high school, youth ministry, religious education, and um, confirmation, that, that kind of stuff, in mm. parishes. And was really starting to kind of feel called to work more with adults. And was not really sure what that meant or what that was going to look like. And at the same time, uh, my parents, my dad actually retired. He was a corporate executive for Kraft Foods in Illinois. And he retired from work and was starting to get lit on fire for his own faith a little bit more. He was mm. a convert when I was born, but, um, you know, it just... I'm not going to say went through the motions, but did the best he could without really understanding or, or having that kind of uh, shift from the head knowledge to the heart knowledge of, of our faith. And so that really got lit on fire for him as he was kind of going through this retirement process. And he was discerning, what do I want to do with the rest of my life now that I'm retired? And, and how do I want to kind of live this out? And this, we were kind of going through these journeys uh, separately, not really talking to each other about them, feeling this call to really um, reach out to people and help them, adults in particular, and help them to, to learn about their faith in a way that was, uh, again, like their hearts on fire, which is where our apostle name comes from. And so we ended up going on a Holy Land pilgrimage together, my family did, and on the pilgrimage had some kind of uh, discernment and reflection, and then one evening we're talking about how all, you know, my, my mom and my dad and myself, we were talking about how we had this feeling and this call to do something different, and so they said, all right, well, let's sit down and figure out what that might look like, and then we worked with our um, some folks from the diocese in Green Bay here to talk about what are the needs in our own diocese and how could we help serve those, and then it kind of just um, exploded and, and grew up from there. I like to say... What we started thinking we were going to do was kind of one-on-one, not not spiritual direction, but for people mm-hmm. who maybe are just that step before spiritual direction. They really want a, someone who can just help them take their next step on their faith journey. We thought we were going to be doing that, and, you know, we plan, and, and God just takes it and runs with it. And so now we're doing so much more, working with parishes and dioceses and schools to really help them plan strategically for evangelization. And, you know, I, I like to say the Holy Spirit, if you if you tell him this is yours, do with it what you will, it can be a little bit like drinking from a fire hose sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just multiplies yep. it. Absolutely. That's great, yep. Absolutely. Well, you know, and that's, I liked what you said about strategically planning evangelization because <laughs> uh, that kind of you know, uh, evangelization is one of those words we throw around. It's one of those buzzwords, especially in the Catholic world, right? The the new evangelization, the this evangelization, that we're always talking about it. But I think a lot of people don't necessarily know what it looks like in a concrete form. And I think there's also kind of this attitude of, well, the Spirit will provide, which, yes, like you say, the you know, the Holy Spirit will provide and help guide us. But also we need to do our part as well. And part of that is strategically planning things and, <laughs> and setting up programs to succeed, right? Um, so could, right. You, could you tell us a little bit about that aspect of what you do at Burning Hearts, that strategic planning for evangelization? Sure. So one of the, uh, this is probably my favorite part of the work that we have been doing, particularly in the last three years or so, is, you know, we'll come in and we'll work with a parish or a school, Catholic school or diocesan staff or leadership team, kind of a smaller group, who say, you know, we know that we need to start doing this, but we also know that we're not really sure how to measure the fruits of, of the things that we're trying. We're not really mm. sure how to plan 
sequentially. So we maybe have some fantastic opportunities in, in our parish for Bible studies, for example. Or maybe we've run Alpha or something, but we don't know what to do next. Gotcha. And so that's who we meet with. I really sit down and kind of say, okay, how can we plan for this long term and plan to meet the needs of everyone that you're trying to serve wherever they might be on their faith journey? Awesome. So uh, have you primarily worked with uh, parishes in in your diocese there in Green Bay, across the country, kind of locally here in the uh, Midwest? How does that work? Yeah, it's been kind of different. It's, kind of crazy there's um like a little pocket in the south that we've done a lot of work with so the huh. um some parishes and some groups in the diocese of lafayette louisiana oh, we've wow. done quite a bit in the diocese of biloxi in mississippi oh wow i'm actually going out there in august to do some stuff with some of their catholic schools cool uh and then yeah some, uh, quite a bit here in our diocese of green bay and the diocese of kalamazoo so it kind of just you know okay. all over the place <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. It, it's cool to hear that, you know, again, how the how the Spirit's moving and how it's not what you'd expect, because <laughs> I'm sure none of you are expecting, well, we're going to do the Gulf Coast and the Lake Michigan coast. <laughs> you know, these, not at all. You know, the, the, two, uh, the two coasts there. Um, Small so temperature differences. Well, slight, you know, um, but uh, that's, yeah. that's fantastic <laughs> to hear that that's uh, spread that way. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Kristen Bird, uh, one of the two keynote speakers at the upcoming uh, ministry days at the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. It'll be at St. Mary's University there in Winona on the uh, Mississippi River, the mighty Mississippi, uh, June 14th through the 15th. Uh, and we're talking about some of the work Kristen does uh, with Burning Hearts, uh, that apostolate there based out of the Diocese of Green Bay. Um, so uh, could you tell us maybe uh, just uh, a little bit more about uh, maybe the fruits parishes have seen um, from having you come in and help start some of these programs? Sure. So, you know, the, the greatest fruit probably that we've seen so far has been uh, parish staff and volunteer leaders who really feel equipped to accompany the people that are right in front of them in their next step on their faith journey. So that sometimes that might be a, a, a religious education director who's trying to walk with her catechist mm. and help her catechist actually, you know, take their next step on their faith journey. So right. the catechist can walk with the students in their in their classroom. It's like a trickle-down um, effect, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And then we've done some work with, uh, with pastors as well, particularly in the Diocese of Biloxi. Done a couple of the clergy congresses there and then worked with some of them to plan and kind of helping them hone in on who are the people that you can invest your, your time and your energy to walk with right now. Because you maybe have, you know, 1,500 families in your parish, and you can't, as a pastor, walk with all of them. It's not possible. You're just one person. So how do you kind of call forth and discern who that primary leadership team can be that you can walk with? You can equip that to go out and walk with you know, the next group and so on and so on, so that it has that spiritual multiplication uh, effect. And that's really been probably some of the greatest fruits is seeing how that trickle-down works and see it see it bear fruit um, in some of these parishes and schools as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had the uh, the blessing to work at a 
at a parish in a parish office for a year, and I know Melissa was just confiding in me that she's started her official role. Oh, you've taught as a catechist. Yeah, I've taught uh, as a catechist years. for years. At a parish, years. and now you're going to start as the youth minister here at uh, St. Francis. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Is that is that? Yeah, okay it's yeah, it's real. Official? Officially, I come on <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> June first, so it's one day early. But yes, it's it's already been announced in the bulletin and stuff, so it's out there. There you go. But uh, but I'll say that uh, you know I really appreciate what what you're doing because working in a parish office it can be difficult. People like to say we need to do this at the parish but there's not really concrete steps to move forward so i i really appreciate what you guys are doing there at uh at burning hearts and uh when we come back from the break we'll talk a little bit about what you'll be talking about here at uh ministry days so stay tuned on real presence live live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And hello again one more time, Real Presence Live listeners. Uh, it's been a fantastic morning. We've had some great guests. Uh, we're Good speaking coffee. With, uh, fantastic coffee, always at St. James Coffee. Got to put a plug in. <laughs> great to be here. Absolutely, you wouldn't be doing your job if you didn't, right? That's so, right. Uh, and uh, we're speaking with Kristen Bird right now from the... Uh, uh, Burning Hearts Apostolate, uh, based out of the Diocese of Green Bay, and she'll be coming here to speak at the 
uh, ministry days, June 14th through the 15th for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, so before the break, we talked a little bit about, well, we talked a lot a bit, I guess is, is what I like to say, about uh, uh, what Burning Hearts does as an apostolate. Now uh, we'll kind of shift focus and talk a little bit about what, uh, what you'll be doing here at the ministry days. So uh, could you tell us a bit about, uh, I mentioned the theme earlier is like Eucharistic Revival. Yeah, it's Eucharistic. I knew that part. My Flesh (laughs) for the Life of the World, Encountering Jesus Anew. Uh, So could you tell us a little bit about uh, what you'll be speaking about uh, when you come here? Yeah. Sure, no problem. So um, we have two kind of sessions that I'll be uh, doing. I have a keynote session earlier and then uh, a a lay track breakout later in the afternoon. And in the morning, we're going to focus on that that phrase, right? Encountering Jesus, and particularly encountering Jesus in the Eucharist. And what does that mean? What does that look like? How do we encounter Jesus in the Eucharist? Not just in a way that we maybe know theologically or we have been taught that that's something that happens, but what? how does that apply to our, our personal lived faith experience? Um, how do we look at that um, through the lens of our daily lives, not just at Mass necessarily, but in all the ways we encounter the Eucharist, so maybe in, in adoration or different things like that, and then how we live that out in our daily lives beyond, outside of the church walls. So it's really kind of our focus for that keynote is that what does it mean, practically speaking, to encounter Jesus in the Eucharist? Um, and how do we do that? How do we articulate it? Um, so that we can talk about it maybe more fruitfully to others and help them then encounter encounter him in the Eucharist as well. Again, not just not just theologically, we know that that's true that we encounter him in the Eucharist, but that that, that also is reflected in our experience with the Eucharist. Well, I think that's really important too because I know that there's a three year push. At least that's what I've been told that. Um, we want we want to reinvigorate people's belief in the Eucharist because you know that Pew survey they keep quoting that seventy percent of people don't believe in the real presence anymore. So if we take yep. all the people that do and we really um, we we teach them how to encounter Christ in it, I think that will translate out into other people. Um, hopefully, like that that will be very helpful to other people in actually coming to to realize that Christ is real, His presence is actually in the Eucharist, and that it is it's a real thing to see people. You, you, it's, it's a relationship. It's not just, um, there's that piece of bread up there. And right. I mean, we were sitting there looking at it, and that's what 70% of the people are thinking right now, which is really, you know, that's a devastatingly crushing thing um, in, in my heart to think that people don't realize that. So this is this is great. I'm so glad. I'm, I'm hopefully going to be seeing you there. Um, we were talking about that over the break, that I'm hopefully going to be attending on Tuesday with Nick as well. So, um Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for the the great work that you're going to be doing in inspiring people and and helping helping get the point across. (laughs) That's the goal, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and it's good to to make that connection, too, between the Eucharist and the work of evangelization, because I think sometimes we don't draw that connection in our brains for whatever reason, right? But they very much do Mm -hmm. feed into each other. I mean, the 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 Eucharist is the source and summit of like everything we do as Christians, right? And we know that right. evangelization is like top on that that job list of uh, duties uh, that we're assigned, right? As disciples, so right. But you got to uh, have one before the next. Exactly. Like, you can't evangelize if you you don't know what you're evangelizing. That's right. That's exactly right. And you know, I think that's part of what you know. We do the breakout session later on Tuesday. Um, 
Father Tom, the other keynote speaker, will be doing a clergy track on preaching, and then I'm going to do a lay track. And one of the things we're going to talk about is that it really to tie that together. So how do we share our stories of our experiences of Jesus in the Eucharist? Because we can, a lot of us anyway, those of us who are inside the church, um, have maybe uh, learned some of this, we've taken classes, we've, uh, we're familiar with the terminology maybe um, in some cases. We could maybe teach people about it, uh, but, but to really just share our experiences of it seems to be more fruitful um, in today's world. People will argue with theology and they'll argue with doctrine and dogma, but they have a lot harder time arguing with this was my experience, my mm-hmm. personal experience and my witness of what what Jesus and the Eucharist has done in my life in particular. That can be so much more effective at breaking down barriers with people um, and just opening them up to the possibility that maybe that really is Jesus. And then and then allowing the Holy Spirit to work so that you know, the next time they encounter the Eucharist, it can be an encounter with Jesus for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and the importance, right? We sometimes we have a lot of that, that academic, that head knowledge and like you say, we can explain things, but it's more about sharing our own experiences, right? That's exactly right. I was a Catholic school um kid, so I went to Catholic school almost all the way through and uh, uh, my, you know, before college, and I'll tell you, I could have, I could have told you about transubstantiation, and I could have said, you know, body, blood, soul, and divinity, real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. But it was not until I had an encounter with that that changed me to say, um, this isn't just something I could talk about, but this is now something I knew to be true at the core of my being, and, and it really broke open my own faith for me in a completely different way. When I find, too, like with working with the youth, which you did for many, many years, they taught me that you have to have relationship. And then sharing those experiences builds relationship. It's just like a built-in feature of sharing your experiences. Like you build relationship, and then people, they're, they're willing to listen to you, or at least they're willing to really consider what you have to say. Whereas if you come at them just explaining theology and what's going on, um, sometimes they're, they're a lot more closed off about it. So it's relationship is so important and sharing experience builds relationship. And it's just, I don't know, that's something that the youth has really taught me is, um, you know, this is actually how you should evangelize. And then I can take that out into everything else, not just with the kids. Absolutely. They have to earn the right to be heard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we're just, more, we're just more voices and more noise out there in the world. And, and relationship is certainly how we do that. Absolutely. So um, people are interested in attending Ministry Days. Where could they find out more information, some of the details, that sort of thing? Um, so I believe all the information is on the Diocese of Winona Rochester website. Um, they can also contact the offices there if they're interested in more information about the rest of the schedule and things like that or how to register. Um, but I know there's an online registration on the website for the diocese. Yeah, and actually I'm on the diocesan website right now, and it's the first uh, slide to come up is about the uh, about the uh, ministry days there. Uh, if you want a phone number, if you don't do the Internet, which I know some of our listeners aren't as comfortable doing things over the Internet, uh, you can call the diocese. I'll give you the number right now. It's 507-454-4643. Again, 507 454 Four six four three, and the diocesan website is d o w r 
org that you know stands for Diocese of Winona Rochester, and you can go there as well to sign up for these ministry days. It looks like registration is due by June sixth, so if you're interested in going, make sure to uh, you have six days exactly. So make sure to get that registration turned in again June fourteenth through the fifteenth at St. Mary's University in Winona. And even though it's um, called Ministry Days, this is open to everyone. Open to everyone of the diocese, because we're all involved in ministry, whether we whether we like it or not. Right? <laughs> I know I'd rather not be sometimes. Um, <laughs> but you don't have to have an, an official job title associated with the church to be involved in ministry, so this should be a great a great, uh, a great event for everyone to come out um, to uh, to join in this this chance and to, and to network and meet other people who minister in different parts of our diocese. So uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen. Yeah, thank you for having me. And now I'll send things up to Fabulous Fargo for Therese to tell us about tomorrow's Real Presence Live. Thanks, Nick. So on the next Real Presence Live, that'll be tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Dr. Chris Bergwald and Heather Carroll will be your hosts, coming to you live from the Pastoral Center in Sioux Falls. Camille Pauly from Healing the Culture will be on to share about what it takes to change the way people think about life. Then, Father Kevin Stolt will be on to talk about spiritual exercises for Catholic men. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be on Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. And that sounds like a fantastic slate of interviews that mm-hmm. uh, Father Kevin Stolt, who's doing the spiritual exercises, that's going to be coming up in Mankato. So uh, anyone here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, if you're interested in that, the uh, the, the IVE priests, I can't remember exactly what that stands uh, Institute of the Incarnate Word, I think, is what it stands for, but it's in Latin, of course. Uh, but they have their minor seminary there in Mankato, and they'll be doing the spiritual exercises for men. They also do them for women, too, but uh, I'm not, uh, I don't have the dates for that in front of me, but that'll be a good one to listen to. If the spiritual exercises are something you've been interested in, you've read about it, heard about it, uh, wanted to check it out, that would be a great opportunity locally uh, to go there and check that out. So uh, I'll be tuning into that one tomorrow, at least. So, uh I'd encourage you, if that sounds like something interesting, to tune in for that and, and see what you what you get out of that. Uh, All right, I have a fun story to end the show with. Go, go. So um, on Wednesday, I had a lady named Cindy um, that came into the shop from Texas and said, I heard you on Catholic Radio. Whoa. And I was coming up to Mayo Clinic, and it, it was on my list to come in to St. James wow. Coffee and, and meet you. So... So the reach of Catholic Radio, I know we're up here in Minnesota, up up in the north, but she heard us down in Texas. Fantastic. And, and went out of her way to make sure she came, and then she went and visited Jesus in the chapel and was just absolutely blown away that that real, we actually do have an adoration chapel. That's actually a real thing. So right. <laughs> if you were doubting it, and it's legitimate, we have dispensation to do it if anyone is actually wondering how we do that. There is a little letter in there from the bishop saying that we can have it. So, um... But yeah, that was just, it was really cool. Just, I never know who's going to come in and say that Catholic radio has impacted their life. And um, yeah, really grateful to Real Presence for, for coming to St. James and um, talking about us so we can actually get our message of, angel- of evangelization out while we're also doing a much bigger work with Catholic radio. Fantastic. Well, let's give glory to God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. So it was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and ever shall be, world, world without end. end. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Tune in tomorrow morning at 9. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live.